Welcome to the Develop Yourself Podcast, where we teach you everything you need to land your first job as a software engineer by developing yourself, your skills, your network, your habits, and more. I'm one of your co-hosts, Peter Elbaum, and today we're talking about a subject that we've discussed a little bit before on the podcast in an interview format, but it's something that I wanted to dive a little bit more deeper into today, and that's because it's something I've been thinking about a lot as I've been building a few new projects, and that is, what is the value of vanilla JavaScript to a modern software developer? And so today we're going to talk about what the value is in general as you're learning as a foundation and what the value of it is in this modern context in which we find ourselves where we have front-end web apps or, and frameworks that help us do really advanced things. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. All right, let's talk and think about first, what's the value of vanilla JavaScript when you're first learning? And this is kind of related to a question that people sometimes have, and that is, can I just start out learning React? Like, why do I have to learn vanilla JavaScript? Why do I have to learn about the DOM? And the answer to that question is that you need to have a more fundamental understanding of what's happening when you're writing JavaScript than learning React right off the bat will provide you. Because React is basically just a layer over the things that you would have to do by hand. But it's good to learn by doing those things by hand at first. Things like adding event listeners and manipulating the DOM and adding chunks of markup to the DOM. Those are all things that a framework makes easy, but it's good for you to know how to do, even if you don't necessarily do it, because then you have a better understanding not only of what React is helping you do, for example, or any other front-end framework, but it also allows you a window into the problems that React uh, is solving. And just FYI, so we're on the same page, the main problem that front-end frameworks solve is keeping your data in sync with your UI. So if you've written React or anything similar, you know that most of the screen that you're seeing, most of the UI, is backed by some kind of data, whether or not we're talking about a blog, for example. There's a list of blog posts, and each element in that list is backed by basically an element that's in an array of JSON. And so keeping those things up to date as changes happen is the main challenge that React helps you overcome. And that is exactly the kind of thing that if you didn't have React, you'd have to do by hand with vanilla JavaScript. And that's exactly the kind of thing that if you've tried to do it by hand with vanilla JavaScript, you have a much greater appreciation of what React is, is actually doing under the hood and helping you with. But if you just started out learning React, you wouldn't have foundational knowledge of how the browser actually works, I would contend. And the general principle here is the further you can go, the better. Now, there's a level at which it's probably not helpful anymore. So you can start from vanilla JavaScript. From there, you can go to C and then down into assembly and then computer language. We don't necessarily need to go as deep as possible all the way down to binary. but my point in general is, in general, the, the deeper you can go, the better it's going to be for your understanding. So the principle here is not necessarily to go as deep as you possibly can all the time, but don't shy away from that. And if you really want to have a firm understanding of how things work under the hood, it's necessary to get under the hood. So that's kind of the big first main point as it pertains to vanilla JavaScript. 
Okay, so we talked about the value of vanilla JavaScript when you're learning. I want to add a third point that I'm going to kind of insert here between the first and third point. The third point is going to be the value of vanilla JavaScript relative to this advanced ecosystem that we find ourselves in. But the intermediate point that I want to talk about is what you can do with vanilla JavaScript today. Because JavaScript, thankfully, is a language that isn't static. It was written in 1995, but it's been continually updated since then. And so it has a lot of capabilities that it didn't used to have that make it a lot nicer to work with. As some background, if you're curious, the council, let's call it, I think it's a nonprofit that is in charge of JavaScript standards. It's called ECMA. And so the official JavaScript is called ECMAScript. If you ever see ES, for example, ES5, ES6, that is in reference to an official JavaScript standard that has been released by this group ECMA. And so the cool thing about JavaScript, as I mentioned, is it changes and it has changed a lot. And so, for example, when I was first getting into programming, ES5 had just come out and that was coinciding with a big resurgence in popularity and interest in JavaScript. It was kind of coinciding with the first front-end frameworks as well. And that added cool stuff like arrow functions, for example. But the thing is that just because a new standard has been released doesn't mean you can necessarily use it because it takes the browsers and the companies that make and maintain the browsers some time to be able to update to be able to support those new versions of JavaScript because JavaScript runs in the browser, right? That's what it was created to do. And so the cool thing is that over time, it's not instantaneous, but browser support has caught up to a lot of cool functionality. And so previously where we needed something like jQuery that makes it easier to do just regular things with vanilla JavaScript, JavaScript can now do a lot of those things basically just out of the box. And so the language has gotten more powerful. For example, just writing in the browser, you can use constant let. That was another ES5 feature. You can use arrow functions. You can use a lot of stuff that we're used to doing today. And so that's encouraging. And it's something to keep in mind as you're pondering, what is the value of actually knowing vanilla JavaScript? And so that brings us to our third point, really the main thing I wanted to talk about. Before I get there, I just want to apologize briefly. If I sound stuffed up, it's because I am. Uh, so. If you've noted that, then that's the reason why, but hope it's not affecting uh, the quality of things too much. Okay, so our third point, what is the value of vanilla JavaScript in 2023 in the midst of you know 10 years at this point of having had front-end frameworks? Is there still value in using it today? Let's say you know the foundations. Would you still use it in projects? That's really the question that I want to kind of ponder, and I'll give you a few reasons why. I think the main one is that, just being honest, I've gotten to the point where I am sick of maintaining and updating dependencies. Let's take my personal website, for example. I won't touch it for a while because it doesn't need a ton of updates, but I'll come back to it. And at this point, I think I'm two major versions behind on the framework that I use to render it. And so that's just super discouraging, I think, to come back to a project after a while and be faced with this choice where update and spend a ton of time figuring out why things are breaking when really I just want to work on the website itself or don't update and kind of know that I'm putting off problems. For me, both of those things are 
uh, pretty pretty concerning, pretty discouraging. Makes me just want to avoid the project in total. And yeah, I just wish things were a little bit different and wish we didn't have to deal with that. Same goes for really any app, like anything that has any kind of modern front-end tooling. If you don't consistently have touches with it and consistently update it, you're going to be faced with this problem where the dependencies are going to move on unless it's something that doesn't change very much that's that's pretty settled in terms of its API. And so you're faced with this choice where it's like use modern tooling but essentially face breaking changes if you don't have the attention to consistently spend or don't get front-end tooling and modern stuff and kind of avoid the dependency problem. So this is the main thing that I'm thinking about at the moment, and I find it to be very discouraging. As a side note, this whole problem makes me really romanticize something like a PHP, for example, and thinking specifically of someone that I think Aaron and I have discussed on the podcast, and that's Peter Levels, who has built all these companies, but is known for um, Remote OK and Nomad List. And I think for each of those sites, it's just a single PHP file. And so having a scripting language that's server side that can serve up HTML to me is basically the dream because at that point you're only really maintaining the version of the language. So it's one thing to maintain and languages that have standard libraries, I think are a lot more inclined to be able to support this kind of development. So like, for example, a Go or a PHP that have a standard library, JavaScript doesn't really have that concept as much until it's a little bit harder. But I love this idea of, I just have the programming language and it comes batteries included with almost everything I can need. And I just use that thing. That idea is becoming more and more romantic to me, given the challenges that I just talked about as far as dependencies go. And so all that to say, what is the value of vanilla JavaScript today, I think the value of JavaScript today, given how it's improving and given the challenges of maintaining dependencies and dealing with the increasing complexity of front-end development is that it provides a simpler path and a different option for you. Essentially, what I'm looking to do moving forward is to write primarily server-side applications that render up very simple templates. And I don't know quite how I'm going to do this yet, whether with a Preact, which is kind of like a React that you can drop in via a CDN link and use it that way, or something else. I know there are more minimal front-end frameworks out there like Alpine. But what I really want to be doing is to be focusing on the logic and not be focusing on keeping dependencies up to date. And so... That's really the goal from here on out. And I think vanilla JavaScript is going to be a great help in helping me accomplish that basically. And I know there are developers out there who will decry this, who may get some comments and that's fine of saying like, this is the way of the world. Uh, I know at some point I read a comment from one of the people who was on the Webpack core team, basically saying that like anybody who complained about the pace of JavaScript innovation was essentially weak and going to be left in the dust. And I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of truth to that if you're not willing to learn new things. But I think where I'm at is that I am willing to make some trade-offs and 
choose simplicity. And this is something that is super interesting because we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast when we had Chris Ferdinandi, who's basically his whole thing online is teaching vanilla JavaScript. And I think it's partly for the reasons that I mentioned. And I think he had the realizations that I'm having probably a lot earlier than I did, where he has this very simple stack that he uses for all his websites and he teaches people how to do the same. And I think there's just something great about that. And you know, obviously there's going to be, con- you know, more and more innovations in web development and that's good. And I welcome those. Uh, but kind of the long story short is I'm sick of dependencies and I'm looking for a simpler way. And thanks to the fact that JavaScript is continually updating, I think there's a way to do that. And I'm excited about that. All right. That's what I've got for you for today. I hope this wasn't too rambly. Hope you got something out of this. A few quick plugs before I go. Shameless plugs. Parsity is at parsity.io. My YouTube channel is at youtube.com slash Peter Elbaum. Parsity also has a free cohort-based 30-day JavaScript course called uh, Dev30, and that's at dev30.xyz. I almost said JavaScript 30. That is a West Boss course, uh, which is also based on vanilla JavaScript and very cool. I'm actually going through it right now just to keep my skills sharp. So I'd recommend that. And lastly, if you're interested in automation services for your small business, you can go to slaptask.com and message me on LinkedIn. Thanks so much for being with us, and we'll see you in the next one.